It is time to see beyond the natural. Hallelujah. It is time to see in the spirit. You know, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 18, the Lord told us to anoint our eyes. In other words, to see beyond the natural. And I believe today the Lord is going to give you new vision. New vision in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining me today. I pray the Lord will bless. Oh, he'll bless you, bless you, bless and anoint you, use you mightily for his glory. And God's people said, amen. Thank you for joining me. Remember, this is your glorious season for a miracle. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you're about to show us through your word. To you belongs the glory. And God's people said, amen. Again, Revelation chapter 3. Very important that we understand what the Lord said to us in this amazing verse 18. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, anoint thine eyes with eyesalve, that thou mayest see. I think it's time... We understand we have to see beyond the natural because God wants to anoint our eyes and flood our hearts with his knowledge. So it's time to recognize who we are in the Lord. Let's go to Luke 21 and verse 25 because I think it's time we recognize our place in the kingdom and we have to do exactly what the Lord said in Luke 21, about the days we are living in, because these are days of perplexity, trouble, and on and on in the world, but not in the church. It says in verse 25, Luke 21, there shall be signs in the sun, in the moon, in the stars, upon the earth, distress of nations. Yeah, Lord, are we not seeing it today? <laughs> With perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. But what are we told to do, though? Well, I'll tell you what the Bible says. It's all there. In verse 9 of the same chapter, it says this, and this is what you and I need to do today. But when he shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified. Don't be afraid, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not yet. And then verse 28 of that same chapter, Luke 21 tells us, and when these things begin to come to pass, what? Look up, your redemption draws nigh. Lift up your head. So, the word of God to you today is fear not. In other words, don't let fear cripple your life as you see what's going on around us. Don't look at the bigness of the need, the problem. Instead, the bigness of God. In other words, don't ask for a cupful when the ocean is out there. Hallelujah. And the Lord wants you and I to be prepared to face the future without fear. Totally without fear. Because it says what? Fear not. Hallelujah. Don't let fear cripple your life. Look up. Lift up your heads, your redemption draws nigh. Now, you know, in the prophets, we are warned, of course, that 
troubles will, will, will come. I mean, we knew that. But what does it say in Proverbs 10, 22? It says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. So God wants to bless us without the troubles, <laughs> without the problems. Why? Because we are in covenant relationship with the Lord. That's the whole key. The key to walking in victory in these days and in the coming days is quite simple. Covenant. Psalm 89, 34, God says, I will not break my covenant with them. So as the world struggles, God's people, you and I who walk in covenant, we have supernatural provision. The world is struggling, but because of the covenant we have with the Lord, we have what? Supernatural provision. All is well. And the covenant cannot be break, cannot be broken unless you or I break it when we get fearful. Fear breaks the promise. That's why it says fear not. Because fear questions if God will do it. So now it's time to say, no, I will not be afraid though the whole world collapses because you are with me. I mean, remember David, yea, though, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? You're with me, Lord. That's why. So it's time we do what the Bible says. So the only time, the only time, like I said, the covenant is broken and, and affected is when we fear and then fear grips our hearts. Uh, fear becomes Satan's weapon against us. But James 4, 7 says, resist the devil. Say no to fear. God has not given you the spirit of fear, 2 Timothy 1, 7, but a power, love, and a wonderful, sound, healthy mind. So God's word is very clear. When the troubles come, here's what Job 5 says will happen. With, with, with you and I, because we walk in covenant. And when people walk in covenant, they have nothing to fear. In famine, he shall redeem thee from death. I'm reading Job 5, verse 20. In famine, God will redeem you from death. In war, from the power of the sword. Thou shalt be hid from the scourge of the tongue. Now watch this. Neither shall thou be afraid, neither shalt thou be afraid of destruction when it comes. This is a headline one. This is a big one. You will not be afraid of destruction when it comes. Why? You're walking in covenant. It says, in fact, at destruction and famine, you will laugh. You say, well, that's not possible. Oh, yes, it is possible with God. He'll, he'll give you joy in the midst of all the troubles going on. You know, right now they're saying, well, you know, yes, it's bad there in Europe with the Ukraine, but what's going to be really bad is when all the climate changing, the climate, all this. I'm going to still say what the Bible says. At destruction and famine, we will laugh. Neither shall thou be afraid of destruction when it comes. I'm reading Job 5, verse 21 and 22. It's right there. 
But you say, well, how is that possible? All right. The Apostle John in Revelation chapter 6 saw what's coming to the world, not to the church. It says when he opened this, the third seal, I heard the third beast, this is Revelation 6, saying, come and see. And beheld a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And here we see famine striking the world so bad after the rapture of the church. But even before the rapture, nothing will happen to the saints. Nothing whatsoever is going to happen to you. God has not appointed us to wrath. Abraham said to the Lord, it's not like you to judge the righteous and the wicked at the same time. Remember what, what, what God did in Egypt, how he protected Israel in the times of very bad destruction in the land. So I'm here to encourage you because, see, the Bible says very, very, very clearly that nothing will happen to the saints. God says, I will severe. I'm reading Exodus 8, 22. I will severe in that day the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there. To the end thou mayest know I am the Lord in the midst of the earth, and I will put a division between my people and your people, talking to Pharaoh. And then Moses said to him, tomorrow you'll see it. If God would separate the Egyptians of old, the Pharaoh and his people of old from the Israelites, and protect Israel. Would he not do it again? Of course. He is not a respecter of persons. It's in the Bible over and over and over. All right. Psalm 37. I'm going to just, I'm going to give you the Bible. You know, I'm going to give you the word because it's all there. You have nothing to worry about because the word of God is full of promises to do with God taking care of you. Verse 18, Psalm 37, the Lord knows the days of the upright. Their inheritance shall be forever. Now watch this. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. In the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. They'll not be afraid or ashamed when the time is bad for the world. Instead, they'll be satisfied in famine. No problemo, no problem whatsoever belongs to the believer who is walking in covenant. It's so in the word of God. The Bible says your inheritance is forever. Look at Psalm 34. Look at Psalm 34 with me. And I can give you scriptures all day long about the promises of God, what he says, he'll take care of you in times of trouble. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of what? Them all. Psalm 34, 19. How about Psalm 91, 3? We all know that too, don't we? All right, let's go to it. Even though you know it, it's good to see it because it is the blessed word of God. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Done. He shall cover thee with his feathers. Under his wings shall thou trust. 
his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand will fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. It shall not come nigh thee. Over and over we see those amazing promises. The anointing, that's what we need. Hallelujah. And God Almighty gave us a covenant for our good. Jeremiah 32 and verse 40. I'm going to pray with you today. No more fear about the future. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I'm reading verse 40, Jeremiah 32. I will not, that I will not turn away from them to do them good. That's what God promised them. Only good, no evil. But I will put my fear in their hearts that they shall not depart from me. Now, it's time we believe the word of God. It's time we believe that there's coming a wealth transfer, just like it did in the Bible, where the blessings of God were transferred from Egypt to Israel. Remember that? And you think about what happened before that. God gave the wealth of Pharaoh to Abraham and Abimelech's wealth to Isaac and Laban's wealth to Jacob and Joseph receiving the wealth of Egypt and Israel the wealth of Egypt and Solomon the wealth of the world. There has been six wealth transfers already, already. That's Abraham was first when God gave him the wealth of Pharaoh when he went down to Egypt in Genesis 13, came back a rich man in Genesis 14. And then it talks about Isaac who received the wealth of Abimelech in Genesis 26. Then it talks about Jacob who, who received the wealth of his own uncle Laban. You know, it's all there. He said to Leah and Rachel, God has taken away your father's cattle and I got him. That's a wealth transfer. And who was after Jacob? Joseph. In prison. Came out of prison. He was made the governor of the land, received the wealth of the Egyptians. Who was number five? Israel. In the land of Egypt, Exodus 12. And with Joseph, chapter 41 of Genesis. But think about what God gave Israel, the wealth of the Egyptians. They spoiled the whole country that was a superpower in the day. They had so much gold that just the earrings alone made the calf. And they could have had, I'm sure they had way more earrings than just for one calf. It took 400 years to carry the wealth that was in Israel out of the land because when they began sinning in Israel, it took 400 years for foreign powers to carry all the wealth out. There was so much wealth in the days of Solomon, gold was like rocks because God blessed them way beyond what their needs were. And Jesus said, it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, running over, not just a little here, a little there, just so you can pay your bills, way more than that. And Solomon was number six in the Bible that received the wealth transfer of the world. He was the richest man richest men. First Kings 10, 23 says, he, he exceeded all the kings of the earth in wealth. 
and number seven is you. Think about what I'm saying. Six already have been have happened. We are next in line. Number seven. Now you have to believe God. This is His word. He He cannot lie. He is God Almighty. He's He's God Almighty. He gave us the promise. Not to fear. All is well. You're fine. Your future is bright. And all we have to do is live for Jesus. Simple. Stay close to the cross. Stay close to the Lord. Obey his word. When it comes to finance, just give. Because when we give, we can't lose with God. And he said, if we give, he'll, he'll, he'll prosper us. Father, in Jesus' name. Come on, let's believe God. Some of you may be afraid of what's going to happen. Uh-uh, no more. Be courageous. Be strong. The Lord is with you. He will not leave you. In famine, you will laugh. Destruction will not come near you. Never. Whatever it is. All right, let's pray in Jesus' name, Lord. Let them know by the Spirit, your blessed word. It is yea and amen. Now, Lord, bless their future with peace and joy. Bless their future with your presence especially. And bless their future with prosperity from on high. They'll not have one day to worry about. Not, not even a day, not even an hour to worry about. Because you promised us all is well. Hallelujah. Bless them now as they give, as they obey you. Prosper them, Lord. There'll be no lack in their life financially ever, ever, ever. In Jesus' name. And cause them to walk in covenant with your Lord. For this is the key to all prosperity. We give you the praise. And God's people said, Amen. All right, it's time to give. You can sow your seed now. Just there on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benahid.org. Or you can simply text. You take your phone and dial BHM45777. It's done. Okay, much love to you. And don't forget my book, Mysteries of the Anointing. will be in bookstores early April. Pre-order that book, and you can even get it from our ministry. Much love to you. I'll see you again. Have a blessed weekend. All is well. Jesus is on the throne. All is well. Hallelujah. I'll see you now.